Hello, and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, SD Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail, and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. Today, I'm here, and I'm so excited to be here, with Caitlin DeVincent, and officially a new missus during the time of COVID. And we're going to discuss how she pivoted her wedding plans and put together a new wedding plan and decided to continue to get married on her original wedding date, which was June 5th, 2020. So Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. (laughs) You are truly a brave Corona bride. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm excited to have you on and hear you know, how you changed your plans and how you got things done so quickly and beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to showcase some of the photos and kind of hear, you know, exactly what you did, because I know there's so many brides that are kind of in your situation of, do I push everything back? Do I get married now? Do I wait it out until the end of the year and kind of see what happens? And, um, you know, it's such an uncertain time, but I, I think it's. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I think it's just, it's also just such, it's a crazy time because no one really has a sense for how anything was going to go, you know? So at the time making decisions about postponing or getting married, uh, they changed every day with, you know, different things that came out on the news or, you know, what people were just hearing about it. Um, And it's just one of those things that after being engaged for however long, you know, you're ready and you, and you want to get married on a certain date at a certain time, like what you planned. And, you know, now you throw this into the mix and it just makes everything crazy. So crazy. I know even uh, for myself, one of my clients, who was supposed to get married in May, we were talking in the beginning of March and they're like, do you think we have anything to worry about? And me and my <laughs> team were like, no, no, of course not. You know, like who could ever, who could have ever expected this? And, um, and you know, the world was really shut down. I know you're in New Jersey. Um, I'm over here in New York, but we kind of have, it's similar to things. Mm-hmm. I know that it's opened up a little bit more over there in terms of weddings, what they can allow outdoors. Right. Um, but indoors, it's still a 50 person minimum. Yeah. Um, here, I think inside is like a 25% or I want to say 100 people, like whichever is the least amount. Um, they may have even moved up to 50% at this point, uh, as far as being able to be inside, but yeah, it's just such a, an unsure thing, you know, like it, it was, it was very hard to make decisions because there was just no concrete, um, anything, you know, so you're trying to make, you're trying to base it off of an assumption. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And And, you know, with a lot of the regulations, I understand people pushing their celebration back because if you had so many people invited and had to go down, you know, to 
a lower guest maximum of you know, right. 50 guests or, you know, at this point, maybe 100 guests. It's 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 probably hard to cut that list. Oh, yeah. You, you think to yourself, where do you cut it from? You know, who's invited? Who's not? You, do you just leave it to parents and grandparents and, you know, aunts and uncles of your parents? Or do you extend that? It's It's a very... It could be a touchy subject with people as well, you know, not being invited or being invited. So even that alone is a little terrifying because you you do go from this giant list to a very, right. very small list. Um, you know, thankfully, a lot of people, pretty much everyone is very understanding about the situation. Um, you know, this is definitely nothing that anybody has had to go through. So yeah, trying to make all these decisions, people are more open to understanding where you're coming from. And although they might be upset, they're still saying, you know, well, look at what they're dealing with. It is what it is. You have to just try to make the best of it and work it out. Absolutely. So now first things first, um, you and your husband, Anthony's wedding, was featured on Township Journal, which is a publication in New Jersey, right? Yes. And in the article, it states that your venue had reached out to you and said that they weren't going to be able to hold your wedding until May 2021. When did you receive this notification prior to your June 5th date? So kind of like your client um, who you were telling me about when we decided that we were going to um, postpone our wedding, it was a, a very, of course, unsure thing because when, when COVID started in March, we thought, well, June is still quite a few months away. So many things could change. This could really just last two weeks and be done. Like we really had no idea what was going to happen. So we were hopeful that we would still be able to have our wedding exactly how we planned it um, as the months kind of, or the weeks sort of turned into months and we were getting closer. It became one of those things where we had to really make the decision. What are we going to do? Are we still going to have it? Are we still going to have it at the max capacity that we have, or are we going to need to postpone? So I initially actually reached out to my venue um, sort of to just see what they were doing with all this, with this whole situation. And she told me that they were currently working with brides who were supposed to be getting married in March and in the beginning of April. So I reached out to her probably mid April and asked her what was going on. And she told me, well, we're not quite at May and June brides yet. You know, we'll get back in touch with you when we get closer um, we're still trying to figure things out. So I was saying to myself, like, okay, they're, you know, they've got it under control. She'll reach back out to me. But then as we sort of approached the end of middle to end of May, I was actually talking to my mom about what we were going to do. And she sort of pushed and encouraged and said, you know, you really should just reach back out to her and tell her that you're going to postpone. Because at that point, we had decided that we were going to postpone until next year. And of course, with our wedding, our original wedding date being in June, June is a very popular month for people who want to get married. Um, 
when we initially booked that day, we booked it in November of 2018. So we were a year and a half ahead. We were planning a year and a half ahead for our June wedding. Right. Um, so at this point, we now we're at the year mark. And most of the people who want June weddings, they, they're already booked prior yeah. to, you know, this year, those brides are looking to book in 2020 or uh, sorry, excuse me, 2021. So at this point, we're about two, three weeks away from our June 5th wedding. And we had already decided that we were going to postpone it. So I reached back out to our vendor, our venue, and she actually told me at first that they still weren't at May and June or um, June brides yet. They were still working with May brides. So at the time I was like, okay, they're, they're working their way through but my mom was kind of more persistent about it than I was. So she's like, no, no, call them back. Tell them that you're definitely postponing and you want to know new dates. So I did that. And they got back to me and she gave me a bunch of dates. We also originally were thinking, um, oh, let's just postpone it until August. So we were we were planning on having our wedding August of this year. Um, of course, not knowing, you know, what was really going on with COVID and the funny thing about it is my my now husband, he kind of hates being outside, like in the heat, standing, full tux, you know, all that. And he totally nicks the idea. He's like, I'm not standing outside in the middle of August <laughs> in the heat, in my tux. Like, it's way too hot for that. Let's, I don't want to do it. So I completely agree because I also have this very crazy dress that is not necessarily great for being out in the heat um so it kind of worked out but the other dates that were given to us for the rest of this year were not really you know nothing was really standing out to us we were like oh we really didn't want to get married on a Sunday personally for us um other dates were like after holidays and just not not good time so we finally decided all right let's do it next year and we May 7th of next of 2021 is when our new wedding day is. And that was the only day that they had Friday or Saturday um, in all of May and all of June of next year at our ven our venue. And we absolutely love the venue. So I would have been devastated if I had to try and find a new place. Um, you know, if they had no dates that accommodated like kind of what we were looking for. So thankfully we were able to book May 7th and, you know, now here we are just looking forward to that day. So now being that you guys moved your reception um, mm -hmm. to next year, were you able to keep like your original wedding plan? So we know that you kept your venue, which, which is your venue, by the way. Um, we're getting married at Historic Acres of Hershey, which is in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Um, it's actually about 10 minutes away from Hershey Park. Um, but it's just this really adorable, like restored, um, I guess, I guess you can call it like a plantation farm sort of vibe it gives off. It has this lake and a huge like weeping willow tree. They just put a brand new, um, area to have your reception and they've restored an old farmhouse and an old barn. So it's just, it's very like rustic, which is what we were kind of going for. Yeah. So, well, thank God that they had a date open. Um, yeah. 
especially um, it's a Friday, right? A Friday. It is Friday. Which is good because then you were able to get either the Friday or Saturday, which is really what you guys wanted. Right. And our original day was June 5th this year was a Friday. So we were perfectly fine with it being a Friday. So we can kind of just keep along with the same, basically the same schedule that we had initially planned for June 5th. We just swapped it to a new year. Same thing. You were able to keep all your vendors, like your DJ, your florist, everything like that. Yes. I was so lucky that I, so once we, once we decided on the new date and our ven- venue confirmed it, I was on the phone that next second calling all of our vendors, making sure that they had that same day opened. Um, luckily, all of them did, and they all uh, changed it with no problem. They were all very understanding, um, you know, very sympathetic to what we were going through. And, and you know, it, it was a... I understand for them as well that, you know, this is their livelihood. So all these weddings that are getting canceled, like it can't be an easy transition for them either because now they're going through that much more time where they're not going to be making income. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely for sure. It's been it's been a tough year for the industry. Um, yeah, it definitely has. But uh, I'm very thankful that everybody was as understanding as they were. Cause I've also read some crazy stories that other brides have, you know, shared um, that they haven't been as lucky with their vendor, with their, any of their vendors or their venue has been calling and canceling without rescheduling dates. So I'm very grateful that we were able to keep everything the way that, that we had it. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm definitely going to look up the place where you're getting married later. I want to see what this looks like. I love yeah, a, it's like, so cute. <laughs> rustic. Like I'm, I'm into all that. Um, cause I just, I happen to love the fall. So yeah. And being from New York, um, you know, I go out East all the time where, you know, by the wineries and the vineyards and like that kind of feel is like second nature. Yes. This place gives off that, that kind of feel for sure. Yeah, no, that'll be really nice. And you won't have to worry about that August heat. <laughs> no, which, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, which uh, I I definitely agree with you and your husband on that. I <laughs> I feel that August is brutal. <laughs> yes, it definitely can be. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like with your dress, did you save it for your reception? Like for I did. Next year? Yes, I did. So actually, I sort of did it because I I kind of didn't really have a choice because when I bought my dress originally, um, it was going to come to their store about 12 weeks before our wedding. So in the beginning of actually like right before COVID happened, I made an appointment to go in in April for my first fitting. So my dress got delivered, but I hadn't gone in to see it or try it on yet. They were just holding it for me. And I was going to go in the middle of April. Then of course COVID hit. So everything shut down. I, I didn't even go in. I bought my dress at Kleinfeld's. So being in New Jersey, I definitely was not traveling into, you know, the middle of Manhattan at this time. Um, nor were they open, you know, they were, they, everybody was closed. 
So I sort of thought, well, maybe they'll open up. Maybe they'll be able to, you know, still all dress in time. Maybe I can still wear it. But I was also thinking that we were still going to have the wedding that we planned. So when it came down to finally deciding what we were doing with the wedding, one, I didn't even have my dress and it wasn't properly fit fitted as either. Um, but I also wanted to save it. Um, I just felt like the difference between the two weddings made it, you know, feel it just made it feel like I should have gotten a different dress. You know, it just had this different dynamic and the dress that I initially picked out didn't fit with this smaller ceremony that we ended up putting together, in my opinion. Right. No, I totally, totally hear that. And I think a lot of people um, like who are in your situation would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, something more simple for, for the ceremony on the actual day. And then like, you know, full bam at that. Yes. <laughs> right. And I was very financially savvy with the wedding that we ended up having on June 5th, because of course, in addition to paying for, you know, the wedding we were planning on having now, this was like just an additional expense. So I found a beautiful dress that I ended up wearing that day that that did not break my bank and it fit perfectly with the whole atmosphere and environment of how we ended up creating that day anyway. So really looking back on pictures and, you know, um, thinking about that day, it, it really, I'm, I'm glad that I made that decision to not wear my big dress, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm glad I saved it for next year. Yeah. And I mean, so to get into, you know, this Sarah and, you know, like small party that you did on your original date in your parents' backyard, Mm -hmm. how long did, you know, you take kind of preparing that? Because it couldn't have been too, too long. No. So our original, our, I guess our plan B, as I'll put it, um, we were actually going to get married. We were going to have a, sort of like a dinner. So we were going to be at a restaurant in, in my hometown, which my husband and I both grew up in Sparta, New Jersey. Um, we've known each other for a really long time growing up in place. Um, my parents still live there. His parents have moved, but Sparta kind of holds a little special place in our hearts, you know, because we both grew up there. We didn't, we never dated while we were living there, but it's still our hometown. So we thought it would be a perfect little area to be in at this restaurant. We'd have our little ceremony, have a dinner. Um, We could still have our grandparents there and our whole bridal party could be there. It was, it was going to be about 25 people. Um, with COVID still being so new and no one really knowing what was, you know, what was happening with it. Um, restaurants were still closed down. So they didn't really start opening back up until a few weeks after our wedding and they weren't even allowed to have people inside yet. So that whole plan kind of went out the window um, as well. So now we were on to plan <laughs> C and really it was in a span of, two weeks. And I remember talking to my parents a little bit, a little bit before that. And I said, we might have to come up with 
plan C. And I said, you better start working on the backyard now, like making it all nice and pretty because we might end up getting married here. And I was kind of joking about it, but at the same time, that's exactly what we did. So my parents really put so much work into making this day possible. Um, you know, fixing up the backyard and, uh, mulching and planting things, just making it so beautiful for, you know, for that day, because we were going through this crazy scenario. <laughs> well, if your parents are good at the backyard thing, I might have to hire them for the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling my mom, she should start that as like a second or as a business, because really, realistically, actually, um, they put together that backyard in two, three days. And my sister was also there helping um, like crazy. They, her and my mom ordered things online. They were DIYing everything. My mom was hanging stuff in the backyard in the trees and putting up lights. And they really just outdid themselves with it. You really would never know that it was somebody's backyard. You would have thought, wow, what venue are they at? It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. (laughs) <laughs> when I saw the pictures, I it looked so nice, and it was it wasn't raining that day. What? Um, <laughs> so funny that you say that because it was actually supposed to rain that day, and so I I went home, I went up to Sparta because my husband and I live about an hour and a half away from from there now, and I wasn't working at the time, so I went home on Wednesday a couple days before our wedding. And I wanted to help out with any last minute things. We had some errands to run. And the night before or that night into Thursday, it torrentially downpoured. So we couldn't even do anything that we wanted outside that was going to get wet or ruined or, you know, damaged from the rain. So all day, Wednesday night into Thursday, torrentially downpour. And then Thursday, into Friday, it was supposed to rain in the morning, but then clear up around 9am, which would have been fine because our ceremony wasn't until two o'clock. The morning kind of came on. There was supposed to be a rainstorm at two o'clock. So sort of put a little bit of a wrench in our plan. And at that point, it was very difficult for me to make any kind of decisions, just knowing that all this stuff was going to happen. Right. So leading up to it. Yeah. It's it, obviously you can't really control the weather or, or pretty much predict it, you know, it sort of has a mind of its own. Um, But the night before that, my mom was asking me all these questions. What do you want to do? Do you want to hang these? Should we do it inside? We were trying to figure out an alternative in case it did rain. Um, but we really had no idea what we were going to do because the inside of the house is not humongous, you know, to be able to have 10 people inside and have a ceremony and dinner and all that. So we were trying to go through, do we put up a tent? Do we do it on the front porch, which is not as wide as you might think. It's very skinny. People would have had to sit like one seat on either side to make it work. Um, but we were trying to go through all the scenarios that we could just in case it did rain, what would be the backup plan? Um, luckily for us, when the morning came, it did rain the night before. Um, but it stopped in the morning and then throughout the 
later morning, approaching 12 o'clock, one o'clock, the forecast completely changed and it was going to be cloudy and sunny for the whole rest of the day. So the rain totally took a different approach and didn't even come by us. So <laughs> it, it really worked out for the better. It really did. Yeah. Well, well, God had a hand in that day. He was yeah, not, definitely. He was, he was not going to let it go. You know, any, any more problems. <laughs> and because the reason that I asked about if it rained was in the pictures that I saw, it was more, it, they looked more like not darker, but it was like that, which everybody uses different like photography, kind of yes. like some people like it lighter, some like it darker. I happen to like it darker. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like, it could, it could have rained that day, but yeah, it did not rain, but it was very cloudy. Um, and when we were taking those photos, our photographer preferred for us to like kind of wait until the sun wasn't peeking through. So yep. we were kind of like moving all over our driveway to take our photos so that we wouldn't be in the spots that the sun was coming in because it just it came out nicer in the photos. Yeah. Um, but no, it did, however, bring really disgusting humidity (laughs) so it was so (laughs) so humid that day I mean when we were taking photos I was dying my hair was like sticking all to my chest and it was gross but (laughs) aside from that it was still it was such a great day so I don't even care that it was like that yeah and then you'll have all the good weather on May 7th yes that's what we're (laughs) hoping for (laughs) now I have I have a question for you which Mm -hmm. You know, um, you said that you and your husband both grew up in the same town and everybody here, because this is a wedding podcast, you know, we love a love story, you know? <laughs> so yes. how did, how did you and your husband like meet, like get together? You know, you knew he was the one. Yeah. So we actually, we do have a love story. We definitely do. Um, So we both grew up in Sparta, like I said. Um, We actually met for the first time in second grade. (laughs) Um, So it's been a long time since I've known him. Um, It was not love at first sight, though. I can tell you that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we we stayed we stayed friends. Um, You know, we went to we went to the same high school. We were friendly in high school. We never dated in high school. Um, I guess you can kind of say he was sort of in my my friend zone <laughs> for a little <laughs> while before I kind of looked at it differently. Um, but we went to separate colleges. So we, you know, had our own college life. Uh, he stayed in New Jersey. I went to Rhode Island. So, but every once in a while when we were home for spring break or for the summer, um, for birthdays, that kind of thing, Christmas, like we only lived about five minutes from each other. So it was one of those things where it's like, Hey, we're having, you know, a Christmas party. Why don't you come over? Or we're like, come hang out. We're doing a bonfire. Um, so we were kind of always like connected that way. And we, we stayed in touch and we, um, over the years and eventually it turned into one of those things where I had seen him one day, we were with a group of friends and it just was one of those things where I was like, wow, like you start to, you start to see him different and think about him different. And and that was it. I was like, wow, I think I'm finally, you know, 
getting him out of the friend zone and he's looking a little more like boyfriend material to me. (laughs) (laughs) So we hung out. So in 2015 was when we started dating and we hung out at the beach for one weekend and that was it. That kind of, that kind of sealed the deal. And ever since then, um, you know, we've obviously been together, but very shortly after we started dating, I knew that he was going to be the one that I ended up marrying, you know, however many years down the road that was be, he just was everything that I could have imagined and pictured that I would marry, you know, someone someday. And it was very quick after we decided to officially start dating. And I think a lot that it has to do with the fact that uh, we were friends for so long prior to that. So I really think that helped our, you know, our relationship for the better and really allowed us to kind of know um, so quickly that this was it. Like we were going to be the ones for each other. Oh, I love that story. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Do you you think that throughout this time, it's probably made you guys so much stronger as a couple too, dealing with having to postpone and the back and forth and what you should do and like the, the craziness of COVID. Um, I think if anything, it's probably, Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's such a weird thing, obviously, to have to go through. Um, you know, just there's so much uncertainty. But if you talk to any bride, they'll tell you, you know, when you're going through the planning process, depending on, you know, who you are, I personally, I love planning, I love being like organized and planning the wedding. So this has been fantastic for me, the whole planning aspect of it, not having to postpone because of COVID, but, (laughs) you know, I was able to kind of come up with a second plan. But um, for me and my husband, when we initially picked out our wedding day, you know, we got so attached to that date, and we were so invested in it. And that was our date, which was a main reason why we wanted to still get married on that day, because it just that became our day. And it was really devastating to have to think about postponing and having a new day. And it, maybe it sounds kind of silly, but, um, you know, that was what we thought about for a year and a half and everything that we planned was around that. So it really became such a special day to us that once having to go through all of this, you know, I think it, it helped us to maybe not feel as sad to still refer to it as no, we're getting married this day. We're doing this, we're doing this. And, you know, we really, we wanted to be married. We want, we were ready for it. We wanted to kind of start that part of our lives and, um, you know, be husband and wife. And so going through this whole process, you really sort of figure out um, what's important and what matters and what's, what doesn't matter and what you can kind of move on from. Um, but I think also having to go through it together does make you stronger and it makes you look at things different and appreciate, appreciate things differently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have one last question for you. Sure. With everything going on in the world, 
you know, we've been dealing with coronavirus. So many weddings have had to postpone or might be in the midst of postponing. Um, you know, what advice do you have for some of our brides and grooms who might be going through the same thing that you guys went through and be stressed during this time trying to figure out what's best to do? Yeah, I definitely going through it, I would have to say, number one, just go for it. Definitely do it. Um, if you're, you know, if, if anyone's contemplating, should we still, do we not want, do we want to wait till next year? Definitely do it because a lot of, a lot of feedback that I've also been seeing is that people are deciding and this has turned into the best day of their life. Even in the middle of a pandemic, it is the most magical day and the best day. And you're finally with your significant other, you're, you know, you get to finally be married to that person. And it's just very exciting. Um, so definitely go through with it if you're second guessing it. But the other biggest thing that I also learned just going through my own planning and my own wedding is you have to not be afraid to ask for people's help and to accept people's help because it really is such an overwhelming thing and situation. And there's so many decisions to make and there's so many scenarios going on that you really just can't do everything by yourself. And it takes away a lot of the stress if you, the people around you can help you. Um, I've also found that as much as everybody around, you know, your loved ones around you are there for you and they understand it really helped me also to sort of find a community of other brides that are going through the same thing, because I just feel like they understand on a different level than the, you know, than your loved ones or your parents or even your spouse, to be honest. Cause if you're like me, my spouse is basically, or my husband basically said, yeah, tell me when and where, and I'll be there. <laughs> that, that's um, the dream. That's the dream though. I got to yeah. tell you, I like just to, ha- to have like your man be like, all right, like, just tell me what I'm wearing. Tell me when to yeah. show up, you know, I'll be there. <laughs> Definitely. And I got to take, I take that back a little bit. My husband listens to this. Like he is very helpful <laughs> in the decision-making aspect, but most of the time, like I was the one that called everybody and changed everything. Like I'm obviously more involved than he is. So it's really helpful just to have this like community of other people who are getting married, who are going through the same things or feeling the same way that you're feeling. I mean, everybody is just feeling so discouraged right now with COVID and not knowing what's going to happen and having to make these decisions. It really is such a, a powerful um, feeling and a, and a very inspiring community to see that other people are going through exactly what you're going through and either they still did it or they're giving you suggestions or honestly, even if you just need a little uh, encouragement, you know, you just post a rant on there and you got thousands of people that are commenting like you got this, you can do it. It's going to be great. I mean, sometimes even just reading that encouragement, random people you don't even know makes you feel that much better about what you're deciding to do. Yeah, especially too, because where we feel it here, where we are, you know, in in tri-state area, it's actually going on throughout the whole world, like not even just the country, the entire world. So you you have a community of brides literally from all over who feel exactly 
the same way, which it's like, not to be like, it's a good or bad thing. It's just, we've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, right, right. And the great thing about that as well is all these brides are coming, like you said, from different states and different countries. So they all have their their bit of, you know, this is what's going on in my state, or this is what's going on, you know, in my country, or this is what we're doing, or, you know, this is how I handled this. Like, it's such a great um, resource to have, you know, especially nowadays, um, to sort of ask for help. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think well now during this time, too, it's in one way, you can see that you can live with less you can live with like less people like for you know for the ceremony whatnot because like at the end of the day the most important thing is that you know that you and and your spouse are you know getting married that day and your parents are able to stay and your grandparents um but that you have the flexibility to still get married that day and should you want to do the party you know you just push it back to you know when this is all over Hopefully right. sooner rather than later. <laughs> exactly. And then years from now, you have a fantastic story to tell everybody. <laughs> De- definitely. These, the 2020 brides and grooms, their grandchildren are really <laughs> in for a story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. I used, I used to always ask my parents, you know, what happened when you got married? And my parents got married during a hurricane. So, I mean, that alone is a story. But... Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody is going to be able to tell the 2020 story <laughs> like right? the brides I, and grooms of 2020. <laughs> I always say, I'm like, my bat mitzvah was on a snowstorm of two feet. And mm-hmm. like, you would think that would have been the craziest thing. And I'm like, nope, nothing beats <laughs> 2020. Nothing, nothing beats this. <laughs> nope, definitely not. <laughs> well, yeah, really, you like- just have to make light of it. You know, there's there's really not anything that we can do. You just sort of have to make the best of a, a bad situation. Yeah. We're learning in this year to really just roll with the punches. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was so much fun. So fun. I'm so glad that, you know, our listeners get to, you know, hear from somebody who went through with, you know, like, doing the ceremony but postponing the reception and I think it, it puts a lot of people's minds at ease and shows like all of this can be made possible and you know positive even in like this this like tough situation yeah I definitely hope that this conversation that you and I are having will sort of spark that decision for somebody else and they'll they'll sort of need it's that little push they might need to say yes I'm gonna do this because I'm ready I want to be married I'm gonna make it work and you know then you sort of figure out the rest as you go yes absolutely and um I I think that you know during this time it can only make relationships stronger too if you're like hey you know what, we're not going to push getting married off till next year. Because why not? You know, like, I want to be married to you. Let's do this. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for tuning into the Bride Tender. 
You can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for your wedding fix each Monday. Make sure to share with your fe- your friend, your fellow bride or groom, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your friend, and pretty much anyone as it's the wedding podcast you never knew you needed. You can check me out and all my Instagram stories at The Candy Guru. Make sure to follow my candy table displays at Eventpire and my event blog showcasing the top event trends on Long Island at the Long Island Eventista. And of course, make sure to follow the bride tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your future wedding, and hiring the best in the business for your special day. You can follow Caitlin on Instagram at crdevincent, and make sure to read the article in the Township Journal, um, which features her June 5th ceremony. I'm going to obviously be sure to upload some amazing photos from her wedding day. And Caitlin, you will have to update us all after May 7th with new photos. Yes, we definitely will. Stay (laughs) tuned for that. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, this is Caitlin's first podcast she's ever doing, but isn't she a natural, everyone? (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.